everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Depressed, Robbie. I've had enough of politics this week, and yet we go to The Simpsons and look more politics, especially bad politics. Uh, I don't even know if you could... We're going to talk about that, Matt, about in this episode. We're going to talk about how much this is actually about politics, honestly. Yeah, that's true, actually. Okay. Because mm, this is a very 2003 episode. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus podcasts and material. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Awesome. Uh, Kai Schlegelman. If I said your name wrong, I apologize. Thank you, Kai. Thank you. This week's episode is Mr. Spritz Goes to Washington, episode EABF09, originally aired March 9th, 2003, written by John Swartzwater, directed by Lance Kramer, got a 14.4 rating, finished 13th overall, tied with Law & Order, number one on Fox that night, second on the week on Fox to American Idol. Uh, well, whereas we're into the American Idol era, so that's going to be happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons uh, use the rem- Homer uses the remote and sends them through different eras where they all change their clothes and stuff. Stone Age, Roman Empires, whatever. And then they come back. It's a redo, I believe. We've already seen this one once this year. Uh, so guest stars Joe Montana as Fat Tony. Very briefly. He's fine. He's he's Fat Tony. He's, he's always great. Yeah, he, he's there for he's very briefly there. And then he's that's it. Um, the, this is, uh, this episode is like a, a parody of Mr. Smith goes to Washington, like, like very closely, like, oh, very, very dead on. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's, it's a very close parody, but like, they don't, they don't mine all the best parts for jokes, which I find it's very Strange, it's yeah i i think that's the thing that stands out to me before we get into the episode is that overall it's feels it's it feels i don't i don't know if it's just because we have changed so much in the 17 years since this episode came out about how we how politics work how we cover politics how news stations work all that stuff or is it how they how they try to do it i don't really know it Maybe talking through it will help. The episode begins with old three, the old Three Stooges. Basically, hey, the Three Stooges—they got old. That was the the t- Simpsons are watching television. They're watching old Three Stooges gag. Um, I don't know why you wrote that this on-screen promo gag is weirdly long, Matt. It's ten seconds. I know, but that seems like a long time to have a gag about promos that show up on the screen. It's it's completely fourth wall breaking. It's just dumb. I mean, they. There was a lot of them at the time. I think they. St- I don't still watch. Are, honestly, I, I don't watch television, so I can't. I mean, I watch yeah. professional wrestling and hockey, so they don't really. It's not weird, and when you have like pro- screen the stuff on in front of that because it's meant to be like a sports presentation, it's not like a sitcom. So all this aside, we get an earthquake. The, sh- the house is shaking. It, the the cacophonous noise fills the air. Honestly, most of this first act is just cacophonous noise. I, it's just everything's shaking, everything's loud. Uh, and for 
inter- intermediate times of uh, uh, they go th- back to hey things shaking everything's loud so the family leaves the house thinking it's an earthquake it's not an earthquake it's a plane going right over their house um because they've changed the flight path and now they are getting all the air traffic directly over their house not a bad way to start an episode no, because it gets you basically to what the Simpsons want. The something in the Simpsons status quo has changed, so therefore they need to react to it. It's a good way to start an episode, and if you don't overdo it, it, it can be only two, three minutes of time, and then you're off to the actual plot. Yeah, unfortunately. You could, yeah, you you could always, well, and it gives them a clear, like, oh, this is what we need to fix. We need to fix this. How do we do that? Uh, so, how do they do that is incredibly roundabout, but I, it's, I guess, I can't complain that this episode doesn't have, like, an, an arc, because it starts with them needing to get the airplanes away from their house, and it ends with them getting the airplanes away from their house. Spoilers. So, I can't, I mean, you know, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I don't think this episode, honestly, is bad. No, there are just a lot of weird logical leaps that I don't think uh, really work, and it's oddly cynical uh we read uh for one of our bonus episodes the planet simpson book uh by i think it's chris turner and uh in it he goes on a very long uh several page uh, definition of the difference between uh satire and cynicism and i feel like this episode really falls into the cynicism trap where they're just like oh you know this is uh this is uh, this probably should be talked about at the end of the episode but it's very much the oh this is how government works and it's all bad and let's just laugh at that not make fun of it and how to fix it or anything like that it's just it's strange it's it is it's strange and i think also it is it's just not that funny i think or largely that's my other like it it's not that it's bad like it makes sense most of the time if you want to ignore there's some like logic holes and plot holes and stuff like that but i'm not going to get too too angry about those things they're not too bad it's just like the jokes are don't land for me. I I think largely because of the way how politics have changed in just seventeen years. So the house is shaking. Thing bad stuff's happening. Matt stuff falls. We lo- the the swear jar breaks. Nutty fudgekins. Nutty fudgekins. That's cute. There's some cute moments in this episode. Nothing mm-hmm. that makes me really laugh though. But um, we get this for a while. Like Homer's. You know, and Marge and the kids are all upset. They're not sleeping because the constant jets are so loud. So Lisa suggests they go down to office place. <laughs> this is, again, not really reflects reality, but whatever. The Simpsons go down and try and complain, try and get it fixed. Go up to room 915 and ask for form 1790. We've already been to room 915. We've already filled out form 1790. It was an application to open a Cinnabon stand. Look, can you please just tell us why you've changed the flight paths? Uh, look, they were changed because it disturbed local wildlife and their mating rituals. Vote Quimby, vote Quimby, vote Quimby, vote Quimby! Oh. Without those noisy planes, I can finally hear my kitten purr. That's your voice? Now I regret building you that opera house. 
There has to be a solution that pleases everyone, from ducks and trees to using maize. Are you threatening a government official? No. Good, because we're the government. We make the laws, we print the money, and we breed the super soldiers. So go home, learn to live with it, pay your taxes, and remember, you didn't hear anything about super soldiers. Who is this guy supposed to be exactly? Because my problem with this is flight paths are approved by the FAA, but they're not generated by them. It, it, it's up to the local airport. They would have to go to a local airport official Matt, who is not part of the government. Matt, Matt, Matt. Also, of course the government's working on super soldiers. Everyone's working on super soldiers all the damn time. Yeah, I I, I think that's... <laughs> Am I... like This episode just feels very naive to me. In a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah, I don't... They, it doesn't matter, man. I like, yeah, you're right. This is not how airplanes work. I lived literally next to an airport and had airplanes flying over my house all the time. It wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't that loud, but whatever. It doesn't, that's, it, you know, it's just, hey, there's a problem. The Simpsons try, like, I'll give them this. The Simpsons try and fix it on their own and they run into a wall. Into a, And it like, this, it doesn't matter who this guy is. He's bureaucracy. That is what he is. It doesn't, yeah. Is he a real person? Like, does this, or does the, like, they just go talk to one guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just fill out a paper and they'll fix everything. No, obviously not. But it's, it's supposed to be like, uh, he is a representative of a Kafka-esque bureaucracy that is impenetrable. At least by a normal person. A normal blue-collar, lower-middle-class family like the Simpsons. So, they can't fix... They can't fix the problem, so they still have airplanes going over their house. It's still super loud. Earth shakes, whatever. They decide to sell the house. Cookie Kwan, we get a Cookie Kwan appearance. We learn the Simpsons live on the east side, which I don't know if that drives with previously established continuity. Hey, Robbie, there is no real continuity. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Matt. That's really what I just wanted you to say that. I'm trying to learn that, but it hurts. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cookie tries to sell the house. No one wants to move there because they're is terrible calamity every so often when the jet flies over. So, even not even Ralph wants the house. I mean, Ralph wants the house, but just for for white milk, not for chocolate milk. It's a high price to pay. It is chocolate is worth so so much more than just regular milk. But you can make regular milk, chocolate milk. You can, but do you know how much those syrups cost? It's astronomical. <laughs> the syrups, and it's never as good as you know, like really well made chocolate milk. Mm. Good enough for government work. So the Simpsons go and talk to their congressman. I already forgotten his name. He dies right as they're talking Wilcox. to him. Hmm? Something Wilcox. He dies. So we don't have to worry about him anymore. He's dead. Uh, we cut immediately to Simpsons watching the television where they're announcing his death. And now they're having an election to fill his seat. Uh, Homer talks about murder-suicide pacts for some reason. They're watching television. Just an expression, Robbie. Of course, Bart. Okay, and this uh, and this is a thing to me. Like they are, and I I think largely if we're gonna we Bart, they're watching television and Krusty's on, and Bart says Krusty should run for Congress. Everyone loves Krusty. Yeah. Why? Why exactly? Uh, I mean, kids love Krusty, but but um, adults don't really, and I, he's proven to be a a terrible person in the past. And. It's not even that, like, I could buy, oh, the Simpsons think, oh, yeah, Krusty would be a great person to run. He's local. He's a celebrity. He could win. He can, like, all the Simpsons need is someone 
who they know who will change the law for them, who will make it so that they don't get airplanes flying over their house anymore. So fine, sure. They want Krusty to run. Why does Krusty want to run? Being a elected official, turns out that's a job. You can't be a television you can't be on you can't be doing three shows a day on television and be a congressman. Exactly. And on top of that, he thinks he has he'll have power over like the FCC or whatever. And I no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Especially being a, a new congressman and, a, and a, a congressman, not even a senator. It's like your power is so minimal. I, I don't know, Matt. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I don't. It's fine. Like, it's not logically none of this makes sense, but that's fine. I, don't, I can get past yeah. all that because it's supposed to be showing us like, look at how look, this is how politics work, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, but whatever. They go, OK, Krusty, he's going to be we need it. We're going to we're going to go get Krusty. Bart. Goes, talks to him, says he needs to run for Congress. Krusty thinks Bart is, has some terrible illness and is dying. We don't really get to a point where Krusty says why he's going to run for Congress. He just is going to. Because he, I guess he wants control. He wants power. Right. Which he's not going to get. But whatever. In the world of the Simpsons, being a congressman is enough to, to change the entire world. So... We get Krusty going to the Spring Springfield Republicans, and we see their meeting. Welcome, fellow Republicans. To start with the old business, Brother Hibbert will read a report on our efforts to rename everything after Ronald Reagan. All Millard Fillmore schools are now Ronald Reagan's. The Mississippi River is now the Mississippi Reagan. And my good friend Frankenstein is now Franken-Reagan. Blah! Excellent. Now, to the matter at hand, whom will we put up for young Wilcox's congressional seat? Gentlemen, I am your candidate. Maybe Bob Dole should run. Bob Dole thinks Bob Dole should. Actually, Bob Dole just likes to hear Bob Dole talk about Bob Dole. Bob Dole. We want Krusty. We want Krusty. Uh, just one thing. Are you guys any good at covering up youthful and middle-aged indiscretions? Are these indiscretions romantic, financial, or treasonous? Russian hooker, you tell me. Oh, no problem. We'll see you run a fact-finding mission. I did find out one fact. She was a guy. Well, if any Murphy can go on to do Dr. Doolittle, I suppose we could make this work. Congratulations, Krusty. You're running for Congress. You know, why don't you pound that sign into your own lawn? Eh, I'm still undecided. I like the undecided joke. Uh, the rest of that, uh, no. Because uh, I think they're trying to make fun of them, uh, you know, uh... Uh, naming everything after Ronald Reagan, uh, which is an actual serious issue uh, because Ronald Reagan was awful. Uh, and uh, how good politicians are at covering up past scandals. And uh, let's not forget the transphobia at the end. That's that's just a package of bad right there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, uh, 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 there is like in here somewhere is like some satire. Like, there's somewhere in this mired mess of offensive jokes and, like, I, I don't know. I if The I, closest thing is the Ronald Reagan jokes, because, yes, that is insane, but I don't know. I'm probably taking that a little too seriously. Uh, the rest of the stuff, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, here's your here, – here, here, Matt, you could have stuff named after Civil War veterans. Is that better? No. No, Civil wrong War, direction, Southern Robbie. Southerners? Of the, you know, treaters, treason, treason, treasonous. I guess those state of treasonous and are also sort of financial. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Honestly, it just feels very quaint. 
All this feels super... That's the thing I get take away from this episode. And all this stuff feels so quaint. Oh, no. Our biggest problem is that Ronald Reagan's having stuff named after him. Was Ronald Reagan a good president? No. No. He, I mean, he's remembered fondly, but no, he was a bad president. But, uh... I don't, whatever. I like name, like having a highway named after Ronald Reagan, that is not in my top 100 lists of things that are bad, you know, that we need to That's fix. That's true, yeah. These, these were bad things because they were so, they're so, they're now considered so easy uh, to just not do. Uh, but you're right. This is quaint because we have so many other way more important things to worry about now than and, they did and in 2003. Covering up their past, like the Trump presidency has kind of you know there's dozens and dozens of things have come up about trump and his past and terrible things he's done did any of it matter no because if the people who are voting for him don't care it does not matter exactly so like that's what i get when i get when we take all this stuff up that happens in this episode it feels so like oh that's cute oh we're the bad things of other republicans in this in this episode are like oh they they are naming things after reagan and they want to yeah. cover up one thing crusty did or or the dad jokes he made on television oh how cute but it's not there's nothing there's no like actual like this is so it's so uh gentle it's so you know there's no and i'm frankly here i'm gonna say this is also my probably also affecting my opinion of this episode I largely, Matt, am done with shows that are shows in satire in general. Like The Onion. The Onion's very funny, but it's not changing anyone's mind. It's not affecting change in reality. The Daily Show, for so many years, everyone, you know, uh, uh, John Oliver, they're, all the people working on the show is very smart, but... Like they're raising away. I guess John Oliver does raise awareness sometimes. I think that's the only thing I could say. But when you have these impassioned speeches from progressives or liberals or whatever who are saying, "Oh, this look at this thing. It's so bad." It's no. The only people watching the show are the people who already agree with you. Like it's an echo chamber. You're not. You're not doing anything to fix anything. And in some cases, you're making it worse. I. And this one, this episode, like John Swartzwater, I know is a, a libertarian, famously, but this has episode has no teeth. This episode is just the, it's softballs. It's it's trying to parody. It's trying to satirize government and all this, but it just feels like okay, well, that's what you're what you're saying is oh, the, the, like it is the thing that I don't know. I don't know, Matt. It just feels very safe. Well, yeah, because they're not actually – I believe in 2003 when this came out, we already knew about climate change and you know all kinds of bad things that politicians were doing, uh, especially in the Middle East. Uh, and they go for these jokes when they could have gone for much, much worse things. Uh, and in this case, it just – it feels like they're massaging uh, it to, to be like the, the gentlest satire it can be. Which is a general complaint about Latter-day Simpsons as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, the Simpsons have stopped. I mean, they're still generally punching up, but, you know, it's a it's a weak jab. It's not an upper, uppercut or, you know, a, uh, a, a strong kick. It's just... Mm. I don't... Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. I would... 
I don't know. We go to commercial, nine minutes, 24 seconds in. Yep. And when we come back, we see Krusty on the campaign trail uh, where he is uh, is not good. Uh, he He's, well, he, he's basically being a Republican. I vow to reach out to the Latino community. Voy a vomitar en la tumba de tu madre. Ay, ay, ay. What'd I say? What'd I say? You said you were going to vomit on their mother's graves. Oh, so that's why my maid quit. Let me say I was the first clown to put a woman in sketches. Miss Bada Boom Boom Boom. She had more acting talent in one boob than most women have in their entire rack. Oh. Yeah, you with the million dollar gams. Don't you see? He's pointing out how sexist men can be. Yeah, listen to the tomato with the melons. Whoa, three bean salad. Sorry, you can't join us. This is a hundred dollar a plate crusty fundraiser. For two hundred, you get a picture with me. For a thousand, I can have somebody whacked. It's a joke. When you give me that look, it's a joke. <laughs> I have some more salad. So, yes, as we can see, uh, Krusty is not good with anyone who is uh, apparently non-white or Jewish and uh, is bad with women because, well, we've known Krusty has been very, very bad with women ever since his character debuted. Uh, and, you know, Krusty is, I guess, this one is supposed to be in his 40s, 50s, 60s. We don't know. Uh, so it's kind of to be expected. I think Krusty is a bad choice, honestly, for the person that's going to be running. I would. Have... Oh, absolutely. There are lots of other people that could run. Homer could run. I, I, yeah, I Homer would be more interesting. Krusty is it's he's in a weird spot, like as this like he's good. I think he's very good at lampooning Hollywood. Like as a character, you can use him to lampoon Hollywood very well. You can use him to 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 you know use as like this idol figure for Bart and obviously consumerism. Like all that stuff works really great with Krusty, but politics, eh? Krusty's you know Krusty is just like oh he's oh he's a I get it. He's a clown. Like I, that that and that that feels very much like it feels like that is how they decided to use Krusty in this role is like, oh, Krusty's a clown. Isn't that funny? Well, Krusty is a clown and Krusty is a old entertainer and we can get a lot of, of you know, easy, simple jokes out of that that aren't going to offend anybody too much. Like there is an episode where Marge runs for and wins uh, to be mayor of Springfield. That's that's far more interesting to me than this. But, you know. And also, this plates would, we're in those, those plates would cost way more than $100, but... I was wondering that, too. I was going to say, uh, fundraiser is like $1,000 a plate. Usually. And if not more. Whacked, it usually costs at least 15000 I mean, come on. If you're paying only fifteen grand to, for a hit, you are, you're going to get arrested. Oh, you're definitely talking to an FBI agent or somebody who's going to be very bad at it. Yeah, usually it's it's 50 and at least, if not more. Uh, don't ask how I know all these things. Hey, Matt. Someone does book research. Uh no yeah that's it that's absolutely it was <laughs> research for my book that is how I know this information uh-huh. uh what what happens next man all right so uh we then see Krusty's opponent uh who is obviously a Democrat although I don't think he's ever called a Democrat uh but uh, he shows an old sketch of Krusty's uh that is incredibly offensive to anyone eh, I mean at this point it's probably not that offensive anymore because it's just tired old stereotypes so it just shows someone as being incredibly out of touch. Uh, Krusty claims that, oh, it was from 1998. You can't uh, judge me on things from five years ago. But uh, it, yeah. it's the, the uh, problem here. The problem is, again, it's this is the it's the problem where this isn't realistic at all. It's just so it's so ridiculous that you're just like, 
you know, and Krusty is that's his bread and butter is these ridiculous old stereotypes because he's an old entertainer from the 60s. That's like the whole bit about Krusty is that he's washed up and he uses still uses these jokes that were fine in the 60s. Not so much now. But when you use that as like, oh, look how offensive he is. It's like, well, that's actually the more insidious stuff is more subtle things. You know, and that I I don't know. And I, I think that's I'm going to it's incredibly uh, this episode is not aged well either. I've mentioned it multiple times already, but it is impossible to satirize politics now. Literally impossible because every day ridiculous things happen literally yesterday some talking head suggested we just give everyone in the united states the coronavirus just to get it over with as a that's a <sighs> as a legitimate recommendation not this is he wasn't joking it wasn't in jest he was like he was he was a, a talking head literally said everyone should we should just give it and kill three percent of the population probably just so we can get it over with so the stocks can recover like, that is something actually happened. There's nothing The Simpsons could say that is more ridiculous than that. More ridiculous than our news cycle is. More ridiculous than how politics work nowadays. And it's a big problem this episode. It, it is. It, it, like you say, it's just that it has not aged well. Because uh, it wasn't that great to start with, but it, it just did not age well at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes. At this point, uh, Krusty goes to the Simpsons and asks for, he doesn't really ask for advice, but he's offered advice by Lisa, who decides that she wants to win for once. Let me tell you all a story. When the network offered me 50 grand a week, I threw my caviar in their face. No! Connect! Uh, because I was thinking about the American family. One family in particular, who was stepped on by the government and had nowhere else to turn. Boring! I'm talking about the Simpsons. Let him speak! Well, you know what? I'll never stop fighting for them. Or for any other family that needs someone to stand up for them. I like that clown. He's really looking out for me. The average Joe Six Tooth. Where'd you get yourself another tooth? Sidewalk. If you send me to Washington, you'll all have a voice. A voice that will go, Ahooga! Wah, wah! Waka, waka, waka! Wow! So, yes, uh, at this point, uh, we see Krusty's campaign start to pick up steam. He he makes all kinds of crazy promises. Uh, basically, the, uh, something about Moe's Bar. Uh, he wants to save Moe's Bar, even though the pipes underneath it don't go anywhere. Which, um, okay, I feel like they should, but sure. Uh, we then get to see Krusty go on Fox News. And as the Republican candidate, he is treated very well, uh, whereas they completely downplay uh the democratic candidate and give him like devil ears and a communist flag and just you know the kind of stuff fox news you'd think wouldn't do in real life but eh no they no, they, mean, they generally they generally do actually worse things than anything that the simpsons just and that's the thing like yeah. the simpsons honestly tried again like i said they can't out satirize 2020 politics they couldn't have predicted that we'd go this direction that it would get so um so absurd but nonetheless, you know, they, they talk, Fox at the time, Fox News at the time was very upset at the Simpsons for this news crawl that they run, uh, you know, has a lot of ridiculous things on it. Um, mm -hmm. Like, let me see. Uh, do Democrats cause cancer? Find out at foxnews.com. Dow down 5,000 points. Oh, they are 
paying attention to today's news, I guess. <laughs> uh, study 92% of Democrats are gay. JFK post- posthumously joins the Republican Party. Oil slicks found to keep seals young, supple. Um, apparently, Fox News was thought about suing Graining or Fox, or but then they're like, "Well, we should, probably shouldn't sue ourselves." Um, oh, we shouldn't sue ourselves. Good advice. Yeah, and that's it's whatever you know. That's the but again, like there's only some of these are like pointless news crawls up thirty seven percent. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're just very simple, easy jokes. Yeah, they're it's I mean it's not bad. It's fine. That in particular, like that, I'd rather have a bunch of nonsense than this. Like you know, you know the oh no, the Democrats a devil and he's a communist. No, it's the bad word is socialist. Now we don't use mm-hmm. com not communist. So okay, go ahead, Matt. I can't. Please, it's all right, Robbie. I understand. So uh, at this point, uh, like you said, uh, as they give off his, uh, they finish up his interview. Uh, they. Uh, uh, they show a crusty commercial, which puts him in all kinds of weird situations. Uh, but they admit in the commercial that they are putting him in weird situations he was never actually in, uh, because I guess that's okay. Um, or to be fair, um, th- this is the kind of thing that is very obviously done constantly. Uh, but we at least call it fake news, I guess. So, uh, yes, crusty uh, wins the election. We get to see the returns on uh, election night, and they're fine. Uh, it's just it's bad jokes. Or I won't say bad jokes, but not great jokes, essentially. So um, that's 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 where we end the act. Is is Krusty's elected? Everyone's excited. Yes, everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited. You're not. No, because now we get to the bad part of the episode. No, I don't think any of it's bad. I just don't think any of it's good either. It's it was very meh. It doesn't really inspire much feelings in me. It just feels this just feels like I'm feels like I'm watching like a it like Mr. Smith goes to wa it feels like I don't know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington in itself is kind of like an impossible movie now. Like yeah. it's very hopeful and optimistic but it's like so unreflective of politics, you know, because it's so old. And because this is parody, it kind of suffers from a lot of the same things. We come back. Krusty is sworn in as a freshman congressman and then learns that he really has no power to do anything whatsoever. I'd like to introduce a bill banning air travel over residential areas. Hey, hey! What are you, an idiot? Freshman congressmen don't introduce squat. Hell, you gotta pee in a bucket till your second term. But how am I supposed to serve my constituents? You can start by scrubbing off some of this Capitol Hill graffiti. That's right, you got a lot of work ahead of you. Grover Cleveland sucks what? Leave that, lest we forget. Look, someone on this Fakakta committee's gotta care about my air traffic bill. I'm sorry, congressman, but this is a committee for designing dollar coins no one will use. I say we make them out of chocolate. Kids eat them anyway. Why fight it? Oh, I need some air. Do you need some hot air? We congressmen are full of it. I blather on for hours. Yap, 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 yap. There he is. Questly, we came to see how many campaign promises you've kept. Let's see. Did I promise to be a slave to big oil? No. Well, then none. Krusty, I can't believe you're giving up. I thought you'd make a difference. That's why I voted for you. How could you vote? You're only ten. This is not about me or how many times I voted. 
You said you were going to get rid of the airplanes over our house, and now they're worse than ever. Rusty, you've let everyone down, and even worse, you let down this sacred document. You're right. It's time I made a difference. Dad, this is a kid's menu where you help Yogi Bear get to the Washington Monument. Stained with the blood of American patriots. That's jelly. From the unknown toaster. Oh boy, okay. Why Why is Krusty upset? Um, he wanted, like, um, he didn't really do this for the Simpsons in the first place. Yeah, that was, that was I, I all. Because... That was all an act so that he'd get elected. He yeah, did this. He said that he. I, maybe it's because he said because he can't do what he came here to do, and the Simpsons give him enough of a pep talk that he's like, "Oh, maybe I can, you know, force the FCC to lay off." And those, it's the you know the the bit that 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 bit where and like that feels very that feels very a John Swartzwelder thing where Krusty's in a committee. Oh, this committee's for designing dollar coins and all. And then the politicians like yap 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 yap. You're like, well, those aren't the real. Those are not the honest. Like they're yeah. Like if he if he had gone the extra mile to put in a joke about actual committees and the terrible things they do, that would be biting satire. This is just oh, politicians, ha ha ha. Yeah, like Ugh. I my on any honest real complaints about politicians is nothing to do with oh they like like the it's the like the laziest politi- politics jokes. Oh, they're lazy. They don't go to work. And we elect them, and then they don't keep their promises. I'm like, well, what about when they just you know authorize for they they willingly pass things that punish people that hurt people directly and then they're happy about it like that like like they 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 and like there's times here where like that kind of comes through and like that bit in there we just heard where crusty goes oh did i promise to be a slave to big oil like that's something that yeah, you're, that you're, is- that you're, is at least a little bit of a biting. You're getting you're getting there. That's like more and the, and there's a couple of those moments that shine through in this episode, which kind of I think buoy it a little bit. But it's more this more it's just like oh, our politics, the politicians, you're lazy. I'm like come on, guys. Uh, uh, like 2003, they were you. There's there's way bigger. Even 2003, like hey, we're in the middle of a war. Like you could do something about but i guess that was made before that you know before the whatever before mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know but it's not regard and the crusty motivation thing is a why is he doing any of this whatever um crusty goes back to the the floor to try and make a big speech uh, to rally people just like in the movie and mr smith goes to washington unfortunately no one is there because no one is there unless they are probably passing a bill or voting on something. Mm-hmm. Is that, Matt, you're smarter than me. Is that bad? That's true. Is that, is that bad? I think that's normal because why would you hang out in the chambers? Why wouldn't you be in your office doing research or talking to people? or doing things? Why would you just hang out in the chambers randomly? I think that's what people don't understand. Again, this is also like a very like simplistic view. I think you mentioned that earlier. Very simple, simplistic view of politics and how politics actually work. And... Like when a congressperson is doing their job, they're not just going to be sitting there waiting. They're like, theoretically, they're talking to their constituents. They're talking to other politicians, trying to get things moving, do things, make deals, compromises to get bills passed. Ideally, um, 
they're not just sitting on the floor doing nothing um right unless waiting for a freshman congressman to like ramble on about platitudes so crusty's there everything's everything's going wrong oh no we're never gonna get anything done the we're gonna have airplanes flying over our house for the eternity so we we uh we the simpsons are just hanging out in the congressional floor which is another thing that like why how how are why are, are they, they on the floor exactly yeah like you're not that's not gonna just random people are not gonna be allowed but they're the show's about them not so get it they're allowed to do whatever they want uh, they run into a janitor who explains them about uh, explains them how government actually works. Excuse me, I think I can help. I've been working in this town for a long time, and well, I know how to get things done. Beat it, Wexy. No, let's hear him out. He looks a little like Walter Mondale. Yeah, looks like. Uh, let's just say I know how a bill becomes law. Oh, that's easy. First, it's introduced. Then it goes to committee. Then... Wrong! That's wrong! Now I'll show you how things really work around here. Sorry, Krusty, but there's no way I'm letting your airline rerouting bill out of committee. Congressman, I have a tape here of you using your free mail privilege to send a get well card to your aunt. <laughs> if they hear about this in Modesto, I'm ruined. <sighs> Maybe I wanted to be caught. Now, Homer, that Southern congressman is your biggest obstacle. Your job is to drink him under the table so he misses the vote. You think you can do it? Sir, I studied under Ed McMahon. About a drinking contest, boy? Right after I vote on the latest bill. How about before? Ha! <laughs> you remind me of my high school drinking coach. Now enough talking. Let's drink. So, Homer's... It, we, we run into, quote-unquote, Walter Mondale... Who is tasking the Simpsons with with uh, helping Krusty get this bill passed, and in, in a realistic way? Yeah, you drink a politician under the table so that he can't show up the next day to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you blackmail another one with some videotape. Yeah, with for the oh my god! So th- this this is the one where I'm just like, it almost wraps around to being funny again. I'm like, this this is what you blackmail him with, like. Uh, the uh, what was the episode called? Shoot, um, uh, Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the name of the episode. Yep, where, where they basically got a guy kicked out of Congress for selling. I think they, they could have done that here. Was was that too biting of commentary for them to say? Oh, you know, you have to use your male privilege incorrectly. Like, oh. here, and that reflects back on a greater criticism of this episode. Matt is that Mr. Lisa goes to Washington in season three. Mm-hmm. works because it is very focused on Lisa as this young girl who is who is idealistic who hasn't yet become an adult and been exposed to the the, the machinations of politics of US politics of she hasn't been desensitized to it she hasn't actually learned how politics works and so when she, when she is exposed to look, this politician gets a bribe, and so he gives a deal to a, a, a some lumber companies to to deforest something, deforest a national park or something like that. It works because it's so focused on Lisa and how she upset she is about how she's like the true nature of America has been you know spoiled. 
cesspool, cesspool, cesspool. Um, this episode and like, sure, like having someone deforest national park is absurd, but it actually is something like it's it's a something big, you know. It it is something worthy of a of a conspiracy. This is oh no, a tape where he used male privileges. You're like okay, yeah, it's not. That's not a, that they would not hide it. They would just say, "Oh, yeah, I needed to. I needed to get all that mail out." Mm-hmm. They wouldn't need right. to. This is, my grandma was on my campaign staff. Yeah, they wouldn't. Again, this is not something they'd hide. Like, there's nothing. It's it's fine. So we we get to the 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 second half of the plan because with the the one senator taken out because of his male privileges and the other one drunk drank, drank drunken drunk under the table by homer we need lisa to to stuff a bill to attach this springfield airplane bill to it secretly uh and for everything to wrap up nice and neat now your job is to attach crusty's bill to a more popular bill one that can't fail the House will now consider the Flags for Orphans bill. Okay, paperclip, do your stuff. Now, we just need a distraction. You call this a bicameral legislature? I say, I say, my groin! We will now vote on the flags for orphans and airline rerouting bill. Oh, well, it's paper-clipped. Chairman Hayes, any objections? Congressman Beauregard? Hmm? I don't want to fight no union. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion carries. The system works. I've become enchanted and illusioned with Washington. And the reason it worked is because you all did your part. But I didn't do anything. I just passed a bill in three hours. Quit complaining. At last, those planes are flying where they belong. That's right. Over the homes of poor people. See there? There, you almost... You're getting there again at the end there. You're getting, yeah, right? You're almost... You're getting closer. But, again, we can't... Can't have anything that's actually biting. <laughs> we have to okay. just this very safe. Oh, we got a bill like this unrealistic. Oh, we got a bill passed three hours by bribing people and obst- obstructing and blackmail and what what bill stuffing all this stuff. Um, and now then you get that bit of like, oh, the poor people are how now have airplanes going over their house. And you're like, oh, okay, there. That's why not more of that. That is, that is a mean joke, but it's accurate, and therefore it qualifies as satire that's cynicism yeah it's biting it it it's saying something that's truthful and ugly and trying to frame it as a as like oh lighthearted and not and that's that's a good that's a good sign you're looking at some satire um this episode is like it's not it's not it's not terrible like it makes sense. Like it has a beginning, middle, and end. Man, I think that's like usually a lot of our worst episodes are either super offensive or they fall apart or both, mostly both. But 
And so this one doesn't fall apart. Like it, it resolves the problem it has at the beginning with the Simpsons needing to get the airlines, you know, taking over their house. It parodies Mr. Smith goes to Washington with Krusty fairly well. Like it has, it skips over some stuff and ru- and you know wipes some stuff away so we don't, you know, they don't look over there. Don't look at why Krusty is suddenly cares so much about politics when he can barely concern himself with getting, you know, becoming running for for office in the first place. Like it has to make some jumps, which I'll, you know, whatever. But its biggest failing is that it's just isn't saying anything interesting. Like there's nothing in this. Like it has a couple moments like, oh, the big oil thing. Oh, the poor people thing. Oh, it's those are like little bits of pieces here where it's like, oh, it's actually picking at actually incisive things about politics that still are honest today. I understand we're 17 years later, but unfortunately, that's what happens when you make art. It's going to be constantly rejudged and compared for the time, different time periods. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't... Is this episode bad, Matt? I don't know that it's bad. I, I think that it pulled its punches originally, and because of that, it does not hold up nearly as well if if they had gone deeper and been more incisive about it been meaner honestly this could have been a episode that held up better but because they were soft on things it just didn't hold up well and i think that's the big problem with it. it there's nothing wrong with it it just could it should have gone further yeah and i think that's there are certain things like you know there's certain if you go for something you know at the time it may not hold up even, you know, 20 years later or 30 years later, uh, like, um, why can I never remember the name of the, uh, um, Homer's phobia, like Homer's phobia, mm-hmm. Homer's phobia is outdated in certain ways because it, t- it was made in 1997, but you can still look back at it and, and recognize the progressive things it is trying to do. Right. Even though those some of those things don't work now, but you can still look at it and say, at the time, it was trying to do this and this and this, and it worked. And you can just easily m- m- see that. But you watch this, and you're just like, oh, this is so naive. It's so toothless. It doesn't get at the heart of any real problems with politics. Like it, it, this is it from this. It, that's the thing. It's from 17 years ago. And I don't think the Simpsons could have predicted the complete absurd. Like they were getting there with the Fox News stuff, but they—I don't think they completely. No one under. No one was like even though unless you were. Uh, what's the name of that book? Um, I have no idea. I wish I could help you. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a book about. It's a book that predicted how news has become entertainment. Oh, and not mm-hmm. here. There's a book I can't remember the name of it that basically predicted how news stations had become entertainment and aside from that the 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 simpsons weren't i don't think were really interested or thinking about that at this time but i i I don't i hesitate all this bad but it's not good and it's not entertaining maybe that in and of itself makes it bad i don't know it mostly just leaves me with nothing it's just kind of like oh this is bland this is cardboard it's not terrifically funny Mm mm-hmm it's mildly it's offensive at times not like it but it for the most part it doesn't offend anyone because it doesn't say much of anything uh which you know if you're gonna say anything of substance sometimes you're gonna offend people in the way it's gonna happen 
Um, I don't know. We'll rank it at the end of the show. It's not going to be very high. Probably not very low. I guess we'll see. I mean, it'd probably still be pretty low. I pretty I low, probably yeah. should just say, yeah, I think this... We probably should just say this episode's bad because it makes everything easier. Uh, it's like, it's just kind of nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's broken, though, Matt. I don't think it's broken either, no. No, um, it, it there's just no reason for it to be broken. It's just not... doesn't go as far as it could have, John. Yeah, it's... I don't know, like, uh, we've, we've, it says, it doesn't, I don't think it fails at what it's trying to do, but what it's trying to do is not much. (laughs) I think that's ultimately what it is, what it is. Uh, We move on to our next segment, it's time for Comments and News Group. Okay, here we are, alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments and News Group is where I code through the nohomers.net forum. When the episode debuted, see what people thought of the episode. They liked it a lot, man. Well, we know they don't have much taste. Uh, 26% gave it a 5 out of 5, and nearly 40% gave it a 4 out of 5. So people liked it a lot, largely. Uh, only 4% giving it a 1 out of 5, and 6% giving it a 2 out of 5. So that's like 90% giving this a 3 or better. Uh, I got three reviews for you, Matt. Three. Okay. First... That was truly a great episode. Not only the most I've laughed at a Simpsons episode in a very long, long time, the most I've laughed in real life in a while. Sheer enjoyment. Swartzwetter truly is a great writer. Great ending, great gags. There's way more than good enough good to overcome any flaws. There were very few. So this gets a 5 out of 5 for me. Mix those. Wow. Hmm, what is this? Why is this? I don't know why this is there. Okay. 5 out of 5, man. Yeah. Uh, next up. Most of the episodes seem fairly on track in terms of overall plot. I like how it got started quickly without a rambling first act. And there are a few doses of continuity as well. Cookie, the swear jar. Many of the jokes got a chuckle or laugh, the news parody. Many others fell flat on their faces. For some reason, the voice acting on Krusty seemed a bit flat. I wonder what happened there. And as usual, a few sections had flat out weird lip syncing. Otherwise watchable and usually funny. 3.5 out of 5 for me, but not sure what to vote for on the poll yet. I mean, it's not... I wouldn't call that weird lip syncing. It's they just had people re-record new lines. They do that all the time. You just notice it sometimes, and sometimes you don't. Right. But usually, like at least once per episode, they have a voice actor record a new line because they thought of something better, <laughs> and yeah. it's and they didn't. They don't care if it if it fits in the same amount of time as the original. Then it's fine. Uh, finally, one that's a little bit closer to ours opinion. Uh, we'll see if it they agree on why. Uh, wow, this is worse than Helter Shelter. This sucked. Some great jokes, uh, but a terrible plot and unbelievable bad pacing. Also bad animation and bad voice talent. What was the deal with the Fox ad joke? The appearance of the Republican Party again. The appearance of Cookie again. And all those annoying, plain and crusty noises. This is crap. Two out of five. I don't know why the... That was... I don't know. Two out of five, man. They're closer to our, our thoughts, at least. Yeah, that's true. Um, you ready for our next segment, Matt? I'm ready. Okay. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite song parody the show has done? I appreciate everyone who's taking the time to answer. Uh, from Vicky. 
My favorite classic parody is the Planet of the Apes musical. I do also have a special place in my heart for relatively new grown-up Halloween. Felt like a nice throwback to classic Simpsons. Grown-up Halloween was very good. Uh, for Bill, if we're looking at a parody, I'd have to go with the Lisa Evita parody. Poor Lisa. Uh, from John. Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bedified, electrified six-car monorail. What I'd say? Monorail. Uh, from Tom. Can I be a booze hound? Not till you're 15. Uh, from Brian, see my vest is perfection. Uh, from Jenny, when I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. It's very good. Uh, Andrew also seconds Andrew the AndrewBlog.net, friend of the show. Uh, second 17 song uh, also from the first episode he guessed it on said 10 seasons ago which helps endear it to his heart from employee million Addo Benjamin glove slap baby glove slap from Ryan at EID9 oh Mindy you came and you gave without flaking but I sent you been gay oh Andy you kissed me and stopped me from something Homer's lyrics Homer's lyrics history. All of the the best of these are because of Homer replacing the lyrics. So that's just the way it works. Uh, Uncle Most Family Feedback uh, at Tyler TMC. Crack that whip, licorice whip. Oh, God. Uh, Sean at Sean Dunn. Meet the Flintstones. Meet the Simpsons. Meet the Simpsons. Uh, from Allison at Amethyst 1258. Max Power. He's the man whose name you'd love to touch. But guess what, Matt? You mustn't touch. You mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear. But when you say it, you must not fear because his name can be said by anyone. Oh, Max Power. Uh, she wrote at Reads Jimmy, simply, the garbage man can. Oh, the garbage man can. We haven't gotten many songs this season at all. We really haven't. Uh, it seems like they're going uh, down in, I don't know, because uh, we've noticed in the past couple uh, normal seasons, seasons uh, 29, 30, 31, uh, there seems to be an uptick in songs. Uh, this season, 31, has not been quite so bad as 30. Somewhere it seems like almost every single episode had a song. But season 14, we haven't had one yet, have we? Maybe. I don't remember any, so they might just be really bad and we've ignored them. But I don't rem- I can't think of any. I mean, there's music in how I spent my summer vacation. That's true. But there's not really a Simpsons kind of song in there. Um, no, I don't think there's. It's not really. It's weird. I mean, I it, it yeah. ebbs and flows, I guess. Um, what's your answer, Matt? Uh, my answer is going to have to be monorail, monorail, monorail. Uh, because as we recently watched that actual movie for the uh, podcast, uh, it's it's great. It's just so perfect. It's like dead on. Yeah, it's really good. I also am going to say Monorail, Matt. I'm with, right there with you. Like, I have yep. plenty of love for a lot of the songs like we all do. But Monorail from The Music Man, it's just so perfect. They really got it. They nailed it perfectly. Uh, and it's also not two and a half hours long like The Music Man is movie's really long yeah that's probably the worst part about that (laughs) it's very long um next week's question is what is your favorite political gag the show has done Ooh. and i am aware sometimes guys that we repeat questions because we're on episode 303 
I don't know if <laughs> three or four. Notice you. I don't know if you notice that. Sometimes yeah. that we get new listeners we, who want to repeat ha- things. We don't care, and we want to have a give people a chance to answer questions perhaps they've never answered before. Now I'll post this on our social media: facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, it is time once again for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a one-point lead on me so far this season. I, I had a lead for one brief shining moment, and it was ripped away from me. I mean, to be fair, that's Brian's fault. It really wasn't. Oh, okay. You only have that lead because I... It was my question that gave you the lead, Matt. It was not Brian who gave you the lead. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, I'm glad. Your first question. Are you ready, Matt? Ready. These are all from Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. What's... What, what, no, nothing? No reaction? No. Wait. I'm, I'm concentrating on questions. Your easy question. Lisa wins what contest? Uh, The Reading Digest uh, contest. Is that specific enough? It's enough for an easy question. Okay. The 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 full the the Reader's Digest Patriots of Tomorrow essay contest is the full answer, Matt. And I might have given you a bonus point if you had gotten all that right. Oh, nerds! Maybe I would tried harder. Well, maybe I mean Homer did. You know, never try. I think that's the important lesson. <laughs> all right, your easy question. Your all your questions uh, this week are from Faith Off. <sighs> How well do you remember? No, I, I, I don't. Okay, go ahead. Okay, good. Uh, what falls on Homer's head and gets stuck in Faith Off? A bucket. You are correct. Yeah, I got a point. Yay, good job, Robbie. Yeah, I'm like Ralph. Um, me fail trivia? That's impossible. Nah. Your meme question, Matt. Lisa visits whose memorial? I mean, she tries to visit... Um, uh, I mean, you're talking about the Jefferson Memorial, or you're talking about the woman that she visits? The the, the woman's memorial, yes. The woman, okay. Um, it is the... Oh, man. I know this. I wonder if it's, it's Winifred Stowe, maybe? Is that your answer? <laughs> yes. It is Winifred Beecher Howe. Oh, that was what I was going to say, but I was like, that can't be right. Damn it. Okay. I'm sorry, Matt. Should have gone with mm-hmm. your gut. All right. Fair enough. All right. Your medium question. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the place kicker that gets hurt in Faith Off? Oh, no. He's foreign. Congratulations I, on that. I remember that part. Uh, his leg literally kicks a football twice in the air. Um, he's like, he has some Eastern European name. Put it in H. That's all I'm thinking. That's all I can think of is put it in H. Um, He's like a perfect strangers type name where you're like, that's not, no one on earth would be named that. Um, I got nothing. <gasps> okay. Uh, it is Anton Lubchenko. Lubchenko. Anton. Anton's not so bad. Lubchenko. He's like, it's Polish or whatever. Okay. Your hard question, Matt. What items does Homer request on the plane? Um, sewing kit, pilot's wingtips, a pillow, a blanket, um, uh, I want to say a cocktail, uh, <laughs> peanuts. Um, oh god. Uh, um, uh, that that's all I got. 
The How many did I get? Uh, not too many. Uh, you got the sewing oh, kit. Dang. You got the sewing kit. Uh, playing oh, card, okay. playing cards, notepad, playing aspirin, card. sewing kit, pilot's wing, pin, propeller shaped swizzle stick, sleeping mask, <laughs> and anything else he's got coming to him. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was anyway. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Your hard question: mm-hmm. Who are the four people Bart heals in his revival, and how does he heal them? Oh God. Isn't I want to say one's Jasper and he's blind or something and he hits him on the head or something. He's no longer blind or I'm, I don't I don't remember, Matt. I, I have excised that episode from my memory forever. So, uh, OK, uh, it is uh, Grandpa who has a busted hip. Bart punches him in the hip. Uh, Professor Frank has a bad back. Uh, he punches Professor Frank in the back. Uh, he slaps <laughs> the cigarette out of Patty's mouth. And slaps the glasses off of Milhouse's face. Ah, Milhouse. No Jasper at all. Okay, good to know. Yep. So his, but his strategy is to hit the thing. Yes, exactly. Hit it. I mean, that does, that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. When I have a headache, I just punch myself in the face and that fixes it all. Exactly. Uh, so that, that both, we both did bad this week. That's one point each. Matt still has a one point lead on me. I should have known Lubchenko. Should known Anton Lubchenko. That was that's my fault. You should have. Um, more trivia next week. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show. Matt and I rank the episodes category because we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Let's scroll down a bit. Down here in two hundreds somewhere. Scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's not actively bad. So no, but it's not active. It yeah, it's not actively anything though, man. It's just like some of yeah. these. I don't know. Like it's it's at a point where like you know my oftentimes my deciding factor is like which episode I'd rather watch again right now. Okay, okay. How about this? So I'm looking around the 260s. So I'm looking at like, uh, I don't think it's as bad as Make Room for Lisa because it's not actively hating on one of their characters. No. But right above that is How I Spent My Stormer Vacation, which, again, just very bland. Homer having a midlife crisis kind of thing. Uh, we've got Large Marge, the Marge Breast Implants no, episode. It's better uh, than Large Marge. I'll, it's better, it's than, Large. better than Large Marge. I would agree. Uh, so skipping up a little bit, we've got uh, Beyond Blunderdome, the Mel Gibson episode. It, is this better or worse than that? I think I think it's I think I'm looking at is it better or worse than Tales from the Public Domain? Oh, uh, that's actually where I was looking too. I just wanted to see how high you were willing to go. Um, I think it's better than Old Man and the Key, which is just incredibly offensive to so many people. <laughs> Tales from the Public Domain. It has is that is that that's is that Lennon Lennon Carl and Gildan Kenny is that Shakespeare is that Hamlet episode in there yes no uh, or is that a different one <laughs> I remember this is the one I I don't think so because I'm pretty sure Tales from the Public Domain is like the Connie Appleseed one oh is, right it's the myths it's the yeah no it is that's Hamlet is Tales from the Public Domain it is is it really wow yep, okay it is Tales from the Public Domain is uh, Odysseus. Joan of Arc, Hamlet. Those are the three in those. So I, I think Ham- oh, I think Tales. Oh, I you're thinking of oh, Simpsons, Simpsons Tall, Tall Tales. Tales. I'm just, you're right. How dare you? Uh, I think Tales I, in the Public Domain is better. 
I think Skinner's Sense of Snow is better. Agreed. That's actually kind of interesting. Um, I, there's something weird going on in Skinner's Sense of that. I used to really not like it, but, you know. No, I mean, I still don't think it's good, but it's just, I'd rather, it's also something, man. I think that's the thing. Like, Skinner's Sense of Snow is dumb and doesn't make much sense at all, but there's some entertaining things that happen in it, and nothing happens in this episode. Um, even though it makes sense. The Great Money Caper and Simpsons Tall Tales is right there. Uh, yeah. and, then a, and then A Tale of Two Springfields. I think A Tale of Two Springfields is better than this. It's not great, but it's more interesting at least. Okay, Simpsons Tall Tales. That's Homer as uh, Paul Bunyan. Uh, Appleseed. John, Connie Appleseed. Right. Is that better than this? Uh, yes, but just barely. I think it's it's I think it's I think it's going for Tales from the I think we're just putting it above Old Man of the Key and below Tales from the Public Domain. That sounds about right. I think that's a good spot for it. Yep. I, I'm like I'm looking up and down this list. I'm like, is it better than any of these? Probably not. Um I so that that's that's number new two sixty on the list is Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. Sometimes it's good to make episodes that say something at all. Um, this is so bland. The bl- one, some so bland an episode, and usually that's not our complaints at all. Usually our complaints are this is insane. What is happening? This is the opposite, where just nothing is happening. It's just like oh look, bland political commentary. This feels like it feels like a grandpa complaining about the government. <laughs> yep. Do you know in Washington that they, I don't know why his Southern accent all of a sudden, my grandpa was not from, my grandpa, I never heard my grandpa talk, but he was not from the South. He would not have a Southern accent. Um, That's new number two, Tales 260 on the list, above the old man in the key, below Tales from the Public Domain. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place on our list is still the strong, strong arms of the mall. What a terrible episode that is. Ugh, our, ne- me. our next episode is C.E.D.O. This is where Homer becomes the new owner of the plant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can, and this is where we get the canary. Who canary is, and burns. Yeah, canary and burns. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the... And this is also the episode of The Simpsons where Lenny and Carl argue which, is, which sucked more, the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Yeah. The answer is Attack of the Clones. No, it's it's obviously Phantom Menace. It's so Phantom Menace. No, Attack of the Clones is so much worse. No, you and, you no. and Andrew, both oh. you guys are so wrong. Andrew, the Phantom Menace is watchable. Attack of the Clones is look. Jake Lloyd's a fine enough kid, but oh my god! Right, name name the movie that has pod racing in it, Matt. Or uh, or Phantom Dar- Menace. It's the only good part of that movie. The or, rest of it is politics, Jar Jar Binks, and Jake Lloyd. Or a and what, pod racing is infected with Jake Lloyd. What about nothing wrong with that little kid? What about Darth Maul? I mean, he's mostly in the Clone Wars, but he's also in Phantom Menace. What's in Attack of the Clones? Bunch of bad romance. That's the part you ignore about that movie. What? Attack of the Clones? I don't know. I I ignore the whole thing. I'm not going to ever watch either of those movies ever again, but I am saying Phantom Menace is slightly better. Uh-huh. We're going to have this argument again next week when Lenny and Carl do have the same argument. Uh, maybe the episode's good, man. I rem- those things are the things I remember from it. I think both those jokes are good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. which are already better <laughs> than anything any of the jokes in this episode so there's that oh, yeah. 
Uh, that'll do it for us this week. You can find all the stuff at our website, simpsonshow.com. Find links to our Facebook or Twitter or RSS feed there. You can also find a link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Give us a couple bucks. We'd really appreciate it. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com. You can find links to my other podcasts and links to purchase my novels. My newest novel underneath is a story of Frozen Terra, Frozen Terror and Paranoia with a healthy slice of body horror. Great for fans of the thing. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. Uh, I have decided I'd rather live online uh, for at least another week. So I'm going to digitize myself. So just open up a web browser, uh, type you know, your message in, and I will find it if your computer's going to the internet. I'm good like that. Are... I'm Robbie. What, you can't, da- you can't d- download your brain to the internet? What kind of loser i'm i'm robbie and i'm matt and keep watching the simpsons Shh.